What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Downshift Offense. I'm your host, Jesse Brooks. Want to give you a woman's view on the automotive industry. If you just started listening, thanks for joining. If you came back, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between hybrid and EV electric cars. I actually got this idea off of Twitter when I asked, I think about a week ago, what topics should I talk about? So shout out to Mid-Flight Crisis for this idea. I will be tagging him in this post for this podcast episode. So go check him out. He actually has a podcast himself. So yeah, let's get into it. Oh, last week we talked about, oh, actually, sorry, I wasn't here last week, but I am back, thankfully. We talked about the roller coaster of the industry and going back to the beginning where I was talking about the ins and outs of the industry and what I was going to actually talk about with this podcast. So let's get back into it with hybrid versus EV. I'm going to go ahead and give my preference when it comes down to if you're just traveling in state, if you're going to be close by, EV is going to be my preference as a customer, as a technician, I'm always go for gas cars, so that would mean I would do hybrid anyway, partially because I can work on the gas part. I don't like doing the computers. So as a technician, I'm going to go straight for gas, then I'll go for hybrid, then I'll go for EV. What I've learned is between plug-in hybrid, hybrid, and EV is definitely how far each one will go and how hybrids tend to go farther when it comes down to distance, partially because you still have that gas mileage, but you also get the best of both worlds. Hybrids will allow you to have a little extra battery power, so whatever you have in the gas tank, you can add whatever you're going to have plugged in or with your bigger battery. So... A lot of times how it works is you'll use whatever power you have in one motor. Once that is depleted, then you'll go to the other motor. With EV cars, you just have one motor, just like a regular car, except you have to plug it in because your car is a big battery. If you have like the hybrid cars, plug-in cars for Kia, Toyota, Ford, I forget who else actually, oh, Nissan, you will get maybe 70 miles out of it per charge. Uh, If you have a hybrid car, you'll go 200, about 200 miles with the gas motor. And then when you switch over to the electric, you'll have maybe 50, maybe more. So It really all depends on, one, how you drive, because that's always a big deal, and two, how well the car is built. Now we're going to talk about prices between them. If you want which one is cheaper, it's going to be the hybrid, but that comes with cost. Because, for example, hybrids are known and notorious for not having great gas mileage. Also, They have poor acceleration. So I don't know if everybody's driven a car that has a CVT transmission in it. When you try to take off, it will not allow you to take off like a, like most cars. 
So essentially it hesitates and then it goes. I know Ford is very big on the auto stop. I think most of the newer cars have it. Just imagine that for hybrids and also for for any CVT transmission car, which is the reason why a lot of people don't like those transmissions. And some people actually mess it up because they're not used to it. They want to take off and don't realize that they have a CVT transmission and that messes up. I'll probably actually go into the difference between the those transmissions and why you have the issues that you have. Trust me, I keep hearing technicians complain about it, so you're not the only ones who hate them because we hate working on them. So I also kind of believe that when it comes down to the electric cars, you are going to, one, pay for the battery. Most of the time, those batteries are, I don't even think the cheapest one is $1,000, to be completely honest with you, because you're not, it's not a regular battery. You're... (laughs) You're technically using a battery for the engine. So I've seen, I know for hybrids, the whole back seat is a battery. I don't have much experience on EVs partially because I'm not certified in them. I kind of don't want to be certified in them because a lot of times the EV cars are just going to have computers and I don't like working on electric too much. And also every computer that's on a car Usually there's three that are integrated into them because you got the ICM, the PCM, the BCM, the the TCM. There's so many computers and modules and they work in different ways. And if one goes down and three shut off. So and that's what hybrid two. So that's part of the reason why I don't particularly like working on these types of cars. And I would rather have straight on gas but you also have the fact that because that's newer technology and people are going to want new they're going to essentially put those things on the vehicle so you can't really get away from it especially if you're going into the industry now which is part of the reason why I think a lot of people are leaving the industry because it is You do have to want to know computers as well as cars. I will say in the future, and I've heard other people talk about it, that hybrids are going to just go away. I do kind of agree with that. And the reason why is because Tesla, who's now come out with, you know, their whole line of cars, you get at least 150 miles per charge even if so if you go across country you're not going to be able to just go straight on I know like for example I have a charger my car will do maybe 500 miles every fill up so you get only a third a little less than a third of what I would get usually on a regular car but Tesla has chargers in the middle of nowhere. The only problem is you're going to have to wait for it to charge up and you don't know how good those chargers are. Are they taken care of? But it's the same with gas. If I have really shitty gas in my car, it's not going 500 miles. But if it's really good gas, it's clean gas, if I take care of my engine, then it's going to go 
maybe the 500. I've even gone 600 miles on the tank of gas. And that's in a charger. But it's also a V6. Yes, I do plan on getting a bigger engine and rebuilding it. But, you know, bills, bills are on my ass. So I'm not doing it right now. But it'll be a fun little project for me. I'll probably video it and put it on Instagram Live or Facebook Live when I do it and just let y'all see me. But for right now, since I'm not working on the car, I'm not doing it. But back to hybrid or electrical. When it comes down to it, I think hybrids are going to probably phase out, especially when EVs start getting better. And they are going to get better. I mean, Tesla right now, I bet you if Tesla started putting more into how much the car could run without all of the special things that they put on it, like the self-driving and all that, I bet you some of that, basically what happens is whenever you have loads on a battery, it's going to take away how much power and for how long that car can go or anything that has a battery essentially when you add more to a battery it's going to take more power which means it's going to essentially kill the battery faster so regular batteries on regular cars usually take anywhere from maybe three to five years before it actually needs to be replaced or at least that's what a lot of people get told is that's when they need to be replaced at least in Texas here in Texas anyway I don't know where everybody else but what I've learned is with EV cars they actually take a little bit longer before they go out I think partially because you're one you're charging them and two if you take care of the battery the way you're supposed to it'll go a lot farther as far as how these ev batteries are built they really do need to start getting batteries on gas cars to be like the ev car uh, ev batteries because they go for a long time but when they go out like you're out a thousand maybe a thousand and then the price goes up from there depending on how new your car is so you you have that issue in hybrid you get that's the downside so you still have to pay whatever you would pay for a regular motor and then you also have the issue of if your battery goes out you don't have a normal battery some of them do but if the battery that's under your seat goes out because of whatever reason like it's out you don't have anything else um and a lot of times at least on kias most of the time the battery is in the trunk for their hybrids i actually don't know where other batteries are for other hybrids because when i started working at other companies i only did a lot of the basic maintenance and if it was the car was in hybrid we took it to main shop which is where you do suspension work and electric diag and engines and transmission replacements so those type of things usually went up 
the ladder. So when I started getting to companies where I started doing heavy line work, the only one that I actually got to work on hybrids a little bit with my mentor was at Kia. So Kia and maybe some of the Hyundai uh, models, I can actually tell you where things are in regards to that. Now, what I'm really jealous of with these cars is you get a tax write-off for owning them because you are saving the environment with both. Even though hybrids use gas, you're not using as much gas. So you essentially get to, you know, save money um, at the end of the year. So it's also kind of like having a, um, like solar panels. You get a whole bunch of bang for your buck. When it comes down to overall, like I said, if you want something that you can go around town with, you're going across state with, and I'm, well, I would also include Texas in this because I do know in West Texas, if you go that way, there's actually in the middle of nowhere, a Tesla um, charging station. So technically speaking, you could go across Texas in a in Tesla or in any EV um, or hybrid plug-in vehicle and be fine. So that's the good side for both of those. If you're really just trying to go cross country, you don't want to stop so much, then gas is still a great car. You just aren't going to get the tax write-off. You aren't going to be saving the environment as much. There's, like I said, there's a lot of positives and negatives, especially with technicians. Gas vehicles are going to be way easier just because working on them, you don't have to go into the computer system. And with a lot of companies now telling aftermarket manufacturers such as Snap-on and Mac Tool and all them, that if they go into the computer system and they're not specifically for those models, that they can get in trouble. You're going to have a lot of issues with trying to work on these cars yourself, which I mean, for the dealership is very good. But for us that want to work on cars and not have to deal with people specifically and not having to pay the 150 an hour to get it looked at, get checked out and not having to go months without a car um, because you're in the back of the line for all these other cars that they have to look at or the parts are in order or in stock, you know, actually trying to look at it yourself, one, is going to be difficult, and two, if you ever do get to, you have a whole bunch of hurdles to jump through when it comes down to trying to work on it yourself. But as a consumer, if you're not worried about that, really amazing cars, like I said, I don't think hybrids are going to be here. They're going to phase out, unfortunately especially if you have one now and you're starting to buy them during the time where we have the issue of not having the computers like we're supposed to have when there's shortages like there are you don't get to have all the the bells and whistles that you would on 
cars that you have from years previous and what they're planning on in the future. So that is definitely the downside. So I hope you had a great time with this episode. This week, I'm actually going to be releasing two just because I missed last week. So uh, watch out for the second one. I'll probably be doing that on Friday. And also look forward to speaking with multiple other people about their experiences in the industry and kind of having some debates and conversations with other people about the industry and I am very much looking forward to that because I have a couple people who are interested and if you know anybody who is interested send them my way I'll probably be posting another what y'all want to hear about and hopefully I get a lot more answers this time because I do look out for them and I do actually pay attention. So hopefully um, I get to answer all y'all's questions. I will see y'all on Friday and then I will see y'all next week. Bye.